Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning. And this is another one of our roundup episodes where we peruse the uh, contributions from you, the Cunters, via the email and the Twitter. We separate the wheat from the chaff. And fuck me, there's a lot of chaff. A lot of people are confessing to things in the emails that perhaps they shouldn't be confessing to. <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> some some of you are very morally uh, dubious. Uh, I have deleted those emails for your own protection, and they yeah. will not be broadcast. We don't want to be even part of it. Like by even having it on our email, mm. it, we could get ourselves in trouble. It, it's it's it tends to be the sexual feel ones. Was one or two of them where I've had to um, use some mind bleach after reading the emails. Oh man, oh, um, the sex fails. I remember we went through it, and I discussed this at the weekend with with my wife again <clears> and, a, and a mate. And I'm increasingly thinking that a lot of our sex fails, and I mean mine, yours, <laughs> and everyone out there, are entirely imaginary. Yeah, yeah, it could be right. It's just <laughs> but never mind. Different perceptions of events at, at certain times. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Before we plow into the the mailbag, um, we should mention once again that we have now launched the Iron Filing Society, which is our subscription mm. service uh, for all you loyal cunters and not you freeloaders. Um, it costs three pounds plus VAT per month, and you will get a weekly exclusive deep dive episode. And we're going to kick off by doing uh, Roy Keane's first book. So we're doing it sort of cack-handed. We're doing the second Roy Keane Odyssey, which will be his first book. And that's going to start... Which, if anything, has better material in than the well, second one. exactly. Because you've got Cluffy, you've got Cantona, you've got Beckham, yeah. you've got all, all the fun stuff. Exactly. You'll get all that um, for free and exclusive if you join the Iron Filing Society. You'll also get your regular deep dive episode, which at the moment, of course, is Kevin Keegan. You'll get that one week in advance of everybody else as a special treat and a thank you for your loyalty. So if you just go to patreon.com slash topflighttimemachine, you can have a look, see what it's all about and sign up. Or uh, there's links on our Twitter, which is at TF Time Machine. And we're also on Facebook as well, but it's a bit of a fucking... Um, morgue there there's not much going on but we'll, we'll stick all the information up there as well there, there, there will be other advantages to being a member of the iron filing society yes that uh as yet unannounced but they certainly won't cost you any more yep. that subscription will cover everything for the foreseeable future including any merchandise or live events access yep. that may occur going forward you'll get early bird tickets for live events that we early may or may not tickets, do badges T-shirts, secu- <clears throat> brand consultancy, anything no, like I'm that. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, okay. extra charges may apply for badges mm. and brand consultancy. Yeah. But 
Have you seen that bongos bingo thing that everyone's going nuts about, Sam? It might be a northern no, thing, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's a bingo night, but they have like groups on and, and fucking, I guess Club 7 do it and things like that. And everyone jumps oh, up and down and gets shit-faced and they have flashing lights and stuff. <laughs> it's like bingo, but a rave at the same time. So That's I, great. I think we, I imagine we'll probably move into that territory as well, sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're happily do a great, we could do a great, honestly, not joking, a great top flight time machine bingo night. <laughs> I'm thinking the same as you, definitely. Because what we could do is instead of numbers, we could have different footballers or top flight time machine sort of perennials, yeah. whether that be Yaffle. So you might have a sheet that might have on it Yaffle. Yeah. Um, that that bloke who runs Fulham. <laughs> Fat, fanny powder, just a bag yeah. of fanny powder. Mike Ashley. Just all the all perennials. Right, we'll do that. Then we'll sort that out later on. Anyway, so that is the um, the Iron Fire, I mean, Iron Filing Society. It's very hard to say. Uh, three quid a month plus VAT. It's it's the pretty much the price of a pint. Just buy us a pint once a month, and we'll give you loads of extra stuff. What's not yeah. to love? Right. Right. Let's move on. Let's delve into the mailbag. I've got some bullshit here, Sam. Uh, this one's yeah. from Paul Carragher. He says, a guy I served in various Northeast record emporiums. I used to work in our price for a while, so I might have come across this fellow as well. Uh, I don't remember him, though. A notorious bullshitter named Mark, apparently. Um, This this is starting to ring a bell, actually. Mark came into the shop after getting a full back tattoo of Jimi Hendrix in one sitting. (laughs) And a few of us were like, fuck, that's some session. Let's have a look. Mark said, next time, guys, I'm proper sore. Two weeks later, we (laughs) said... Get your back out then, son. Mark, <laughs> Mark said, what's that? He says, let's see that back tattoo of Jimi Hendrix you've had done. Mark said, oh, I'd love to, but I had to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> he sold his tattoo. He sold his tattoo. I don't know how that works. So you'd have to like graph it off yeah. and then package it. You sold it on eBay and then Probably. send it to someone. They stick it on their body with spray mount or by, brick stick. By a plastic surgeon or like with a soldering iron or something like that. You'd have to and just, it's less, it's, it's quicker and less painful than getting the tattoo itself, I suppose. Just not cut, a bad idea. Just cut around it and peel it off and maybe send it in one of those um, those tubes. Jiffy those bag. cardboard tubes. You can send oh, yeah. The Roll it up in a tube. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You got one there? Yeah. Uh, Bullshit from sixth form in the mid noughties. Recurrent bullshitter explains to whole common room. Lads, last night I was wanking and I managed to come so hard that it fired across the room and hit the play button on my iPod. It started playing Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. <laughs> then my mum walked in. <laughs> it would have been better if your mum walked in at the moment of ejaculation. So she walks in and before she's even got a chance to say, Kenneth, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> he goes, Prang! Two princes. Go ahead now. And then she just does like police officers do in 60s movies. Instead of complaining or questioning it, she hears the song, shrugs her shoulders and just starts getting on down. That's frugging. <laughs> <laughs> as your semen dribbles down your Apple device. That's how we all change our tunes these days, Mum. Get with it. But listen, the mid-noughties, that was when the iPod first came out. Mm. So it was really, he was lucky to have one. It was very prestigious. Yeah. And um, to be ejaculating all over it was irresponsible. He sounds like a rich kid. 
If he's got an yeah. iPod, he must have a few quid. And if he just thinks it's all right, it just spunk all over it. <laughs> Willy nilly. And also, also, mate, rich kids can uh, ejaculate much harder and further <laughs> than normal kids because, on account of their diets, their diets, they have diets that tend to be much richer in fresh vegetables, yeah. organic yeah. uh, foodstuffs. And, you know, a lot of the, their parents tend to shop at Waitrose. The food is of a better quality. Yeah. They don't eat as much sugar and chocolate bars and stuff like that. And as a result, their semen is is fired out very yeah. powerfully. They also have enhanced levels of confidence through being rich kids. Mm. And, of course, ejaculation <laughs> is, is 70% confidence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen it before. Like, you'll go, oh, what a very confident ejaculation. Yeah. Or in my case, people have often commented, oh, what a lacklustre and insecure <laughs> ejaculation that is, Sam. And I'll go, yeah, sorry, mate. It's just that I was raised on Finder's crispy pancakes, see? Mate, <laughs> made me nervous. <laughs> just dribbles out. It's Doesn't mate. fire like a confident, privately educated young man. Shoot as hard as an arrow. But me, just an apologetic little dribble. Sorry, it's just I've got a lot of insecurities about myself, see? Oh, you to me, T. But, um, <laughs> of course, the, the only way that the, 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 the poor person can ejaculate, ejaculate like, a, like a rich kid is if they've got a chode. Yeah, if you've been blessed with a chode. <laughs> <laughs> then you're all right. Yeah, no, no problems in life whatsoever. Um, um, I've got one from someone called Double Conter. Oh, nice. Uh, dear Andy and Sam, I'm 19, possibly your youngest listener. Well, I'm not sure about that, but well, for my, my if you don't count my kids who listen to it in a, on an involuntary basis, because <laughs> if they're in a... Anyway, and I had a mate at college who claimed... That his ICT teacher was a former Ireland and Sunderland footballer, Stephen Elliott. <laughs> and and that when asked about his time with the Ireland squad, he mentioned that Roy Keane is actually a pussycat. He also claimed that he lived in the same street as former Middlesbrough and Aston Villa goalkeeper, Brad Guzan. <laughs> <laughs> and that Guzan would regularly uh, shop at the local Londis that my mate worked at. I also had a mate at school who, when asked what he did with his Easter holidays, claimed that his uncle was the best mate of an Egyptian drug lord and managed to secure a two-week holiday in a five-star hotel, all expenses uh, spared for his entire family. This very same uncle was claimed to have built a helicopter in his backyard out of a copper alloy and also had a smackhead farm. (laughs) (laughs) A farm where they grow smackheads. Needless to say... This mate was a fan of the Iron Files. Yeah, makes yeah, he's got, he's got, well, he's got smackhead form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a load he of land. He built a helicopter out in his backyard. How do you afford all the stuff? Well, he's got his smackhead farm, hasn't he? Yeah, you go down there. There's a smackhead wandering around all day picking grapes and that. Yeah. They, what do they look like? Oh, they all look like that Nick Cotton, <laughs> don't they? That's what smackhead looks like. Well, I look like Zamo, grind you. Yeah, greasy air leather jacket, that kind of carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the uniform of the smackhead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's one from Daniel Rennie. He says, The first bullshit story is about a lad called Jim, who was in my year at school, who would often regale us with bullshit stories. Perhaps the best example is when we were in year seven, 
where in order to impress us, he claimed that A, his uncle was both Iron Maiden's spare bassist, <laughs> spare bassist? Spare. You don't have a spare. When you reach air level, you need a spare bassist. Yeah, he just hangs you around need by the side. You in every role. Yeah. He just hangs around by the side of the stage in case the regular bassist goes down. Yeah. Uh, and B... <laughs> we have a bassist down. <laughs> Call on the sub. Activate the spare bassist. Bring him on. <laughs> and he was also... B, he was also the inventor of Street Sharks. Do you remember Street Sharks? It was a cartoon no. about uh, shark cops. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something we'd come up with. I just, I, Actually, I had to Google that because I wasn't sure what the fuck it was. Me and my mate uh, Joe came up with an idea once for a, a drama that we were going to try to sell to HBO. Of course, <laughs> nowadays it would be Netflix called Shark Prison, <laughs> which was an experimental prison set up by a marine biologist who wanted to rehabilitate sharks. Ooh. So not not just imprison them, they'd get sharks that had been up to no good, yeah. like eating people yeah. and shit. And he would he was like sort of a, a liberal marine biologist who was like, hey man, we can't just punish these sharks. We need to understand what it is that drove them to do these things and try to, you know, offer them the support they need to change their personalities. Uh, it was really good. And uh, we even had a theme tune. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Shiny, 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 sharky prison. Naughty, naughty, shark been bad. Lock him up, put him in the prison. Rehabilitate the shark. <laughs> I love how you still remembered that yeah. word for word. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a Velvet Underground was, song you've nicked still, it, but... I was, yeah, but we, we can do a deal with the estate of Lou Reed. I'm sure it'd be dead easy. It'd be much easier mm, dealing with the estate Nico. of Lou Reed than dealing with Lou Reed while he was alive. The fucking yeah. cantankerous fucker. Dear the estate just, of uh, before, Lou Reed, <laughs> I have invented a, 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 an 18-part HBO drama <laughs> about a shark prison where sharks are rehabilitated. Needless to say, I have chosen one of your dead relative songs to anyway <laughs> i feel as though it is the kind of pr- program that lou himself would have enjoyed immensely <laughs> had he, he survived would have done as well <laughs> but street sharks program, man. street sharks was yeah. an animated series about the adventures of crime fighting half man half sharks it says here aired from 94 to 97 uh and it was created to promote an existing mattel toy line of the same name ah Uh, The premise of the story states that university professor named Dr. Robert Bolton and his partner Dr. Luther Paradigm (laughs) (laughs) created a machine known as the Gene Slammer, which is capable of changing aquatic animals into anthropomorphic hybrids by combining their DNA. Why would they have done that? Well, I was caught. They didn't do anything. I'd sense a a deep dive into Street Sharks coming on. Street Sharks, (laughs) Subscribers only, obviously. Definitely, definitely worth it. It's got to be on YouTube. Nice I'm one. I'm just drawing a picture of a shark here while you talk, because sometimes I doodle while we're talking. Okay. And I'm, well, I'll show you it. This is of no use to the listeners, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Can you see it? Yep. That's a shark. Yeah, but I'm just wondering whether, I was going to put a big tongue coming out of his mouth. I thought, well, hang about. Do sharks have tongues? Uh, They must have. Surely. Well, get in touch yeah. by the Twitter or the email if you know. But if there's any aqua, by, a, marine biologists or aquamen <laughs> listening, 
Um, <laughs> we're interested in any info of that of, of of that sort. Bring it on. Here's the second part of Daniel Rennie's bullshit story. It's about his brother's mate's dad. He says, according mm. to my brother, the aforementioned friend once told him that his dad, my brother's friend's dad rather, was once on a jet ski and a jet of water somehow ended up turning his colon inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Must have gone right up his arse. And that resulted in him wearing an Asda carrier bag around his ass for a year. <laughs> what happened after a year? It just sorted itself yeah, out. Yeah, it just healed. <laughs> that's apparently that's pretty standard. If you've got an in that like, goes to see the, your doctor, ah, what is it? An inside out colon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened? No, don't tell me. Let me guess. Jet of water from a jet ski, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. I'd get half a dozen of the patients just like you a week. Anyway, listen, I'll touch you straight. You're going to have to carry around a bag with you for, for a year. But after that, Trust me, it'll all go back to normal. All right? I tell, if you've got any questions, here's a DVD. It's an episode of Street Sharks where they deal with just this problem. It's all explained in there. <laughs> now, go on, get on. I've got a lot of other patients to see. I've got but a lot. Trust me, you got, you got, you got no worries at all. <laughs> Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I've got a stray man one. I, I'll be, I don't want to show bias, but stray man stories are fast becoming my favorite category <laughs> at the moment. Okay. Uh, I haven't read this one, though. It seems a bit long, so let's just see how it goes. I once became the lamest of stray men when about four metres from my bed and blocked only by a door. On reflection, and after listening to the Bushman story, oh, that was my mate Thad who had to hide in a bush at time. I feel I, too, may have skipped a few steps before going stray. Well, people do that, and it's because deep down so many people secretly want to be stray men. Skipped a few steps before going stray, but also feel you shouldn't judge a man who has gone stray until you yourself have been in this situation. All right, he's got his excuses in first. Here are the boring details. I was out on a Friday night work string, and I knew it was going to be a late one, so I told my girlfriend that I'd stay at a friend's rather than risk the night bust of Old Kent Road, Lewisham and Catford. Yeah, mm. that sounds like a horrible night bust. <laughs> my friends, if you're ever going to fucking bump into Millwall up to their old tricks on that bus. My friends meets a gal and goes off, leaving me stuck. I decide to risk the stabby, pukey, piss-soaked crazy bus and arrive at my house in Catford. This is quite an achievement in itself. My girlfriend had deadlocked the door so I couldn't open it. All right, I bang, I call, I bang a lot, I call many times, stones at the window, no joy. (laughs) 
The house is in the middle of the... Oh, I'm just throwing stones up at a window, do you? <laughs> Not really. Do you, mate? <laughs> I did. I, you, you go around... It, also, I loved in- having stones thrown at my window. Yeah. Like, because I'd be sat home, maybe bored, uh. Uh, nothing on that night, mm. and you'd be sitting around doing whatever. Maybe listening to a pop record. Two, two princes and, by uh, Spin Doctors. Yeah, I'd be sat there listening to two princes. Tried to, uh, in those days, of course, it was cassettes. <laughs> so you had to really ejaculate hard to get your cassette player to start because those buttons, they weren't, we're not talking touch sensitive buttons no, here, Andy. You push it in, didn't you? Yeah, right. Get really up. hard. Anyway, there I was, bored, and suddenly you'd hear a tap, tap, and you'd think, what's that? Clink, clink, and you think, well, what's that outside? Is it is it hailing? <gasps> I think some cunt's outside throwing stones up. <laughs> so you go, like Romeo and Juliet, open up the window, look out into the street, and if you were, well, if you were really lucky, it'd be a girl. Hmm. But if you were, it would be more likely to be some bloke, and he'd go, are you in? And you'd be like, look, you can knock on the door. I didn't want to deserve serve your mum. People are scared, aren't they, of, of confronting the parent. But then you'd think, oh, that's nice. They've come round. Maybe we could get high and listen to Two Princes together. Anyway, throw the stones up at the window. Yeah, you know that's horrible. a euphemism now, don't you, listening to Two Princes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I can't forget everything. All I'm saying is it used to be a laugh when someone threw stones at your window. Right, so what's, where where are we? Yeah, uh, 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 right. He's, he's throwing stones. No joy. The house is in the middle of a terrace with at least twenty houses either side. The back garden's back onto other houses, so there's no way round. This is where I feel skipped. I skipped a few logical steps. It started to rain a bit, but to be honest, not that much. I feel for Bushman and now recognise that rain may be the trigger for our panic. <laughs> Only wearing a T-shirt, I decided that I was in now in serious trouble and I decided to slide under my car, which was parked on the drive. Great. Lying on my back, I was sort of bum-shuffling my way under, but only managed to get about half of myself covered before getting stuck. One leg and arm were sheltered and a bit of body, but no more. <laughs> it was half under the car and half not. I knew this was in theory a good idea, but I just couldn't pull it off. Then I looked to my neighbour's drive. They had a Renault Espace type car <laughs> with high ground clearance. <laughs> I slid under it easily and settled in on the grass part that separates the two bits of concrete you drive down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know like the a, he's talking like a, about. Like a mattress. <laughs> that must have felt like luxury. Laying a bit like you see laying a bit like you see a body in a coffin laid out. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully with, written, with his, by with the way. His arms folded across his chest. <laughs> Yeah, the plan wasn't to live there or even not. to sleep, but keep out of this moderate rain. I like how he said, <laughs> the, like how he said the plan wasn't to live there. As if yeah. there was any doubt. He hadn't gone that far as to like feel a bit of rain. He can't wake his girlfriend up. So he's just like, I think I'll live under that espas for the rest of my life. But he goes, I did fall asleep. Well, that's great, isn't it? He managed to fall yeah, asleep. Good. I woke up to quite a lot of noise and banging. <laughs> My leg was being dragged. Apparently, the bed I had found was so comfortable that I slept until 7am the next morning. The family whose car I was under must have got up for an early trip out and seen, luckily, that I was under the car. I slid... Yeah, what? And then they started pulling his leg. <laughs> Fucking bastards. Yeah, How was, about did, a little... He didn't know who he was. Make him a cup of tea. A straight man under the car. Darling, darling. They're obviously quite posh. They had a Renault Espace. Yeah. Darling... There's a stray man under our car. There's a stray man under the espace. <laughs> Could you go and remove him? 
uh, uh, make him a uh, latte <laughs> and, and bring him a copy of the the paper. See if he likes some avocado uh, and toast. Sit, bring him and, in. Uh, wake him up gently. Because the thing about stray men is, I've had dealings with them before. You, they don't like surprises. He'll 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 leap up and bang his head under the espas, and he could could be dead. <laughs> you you don't want him to lash out, right? Uh, so he's woken up. The family there. Yeah, I slipped myself out, apologising. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I went fell asleep under your car. <laughs> I gave a basic rundown of what had happened. <sighs> whilst picking grass out of my hair. To be fair, we knew the neighbours well, and they seemed okay with it. My girlfriend had woken up now and stood at the door. I'd be livid with her. It must it must have been a, a, a fight-or-flight instinct, but something inside me decided, just be a dick and see this through. I had a mild go at her about locking the door. Yeah, good. Not answering the door, and apportioned all blame on her for the entire situation. Good. I stormed upstairs and went to bed. I did later apologise for this cuntish behaviour. That is good stray manning. It's very good. And l- l- close Versus- to home as well, which gives... It's the kind of thing if you want to dabble in being a stray man and just test the water, it's the sort of thing you can do. Just have a, have a night under your neighbour's car and see how it feels. And then you can yeah, sort of like go further Yeah, it's like being in the afield. territorial army. Yeah. It's like... You're, you're semi-stray. Yeah, it's it's just a... You're stray, but with a safety net. You've got your water wings on, your stabilisers on. Strabilisers yeah. even, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, would, Sam, would you like to hear um, an email that begins with the line, I thought I'd share with you the story of when I wanked myself a day off school. <laughs> yes, I would like to hear that. Here we go. This is from <laughs> Lewis Clare. He says, uh, when I was 13 or 14, I woke up for school one day and decided to slip in a cheeky wank in bed before I got up. I was <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Get the day started right. <laughs> Evocative, isn't it? Um, I'd almost finished when there was a knock at the door and my mum came in. Why aren't you up yet? Bright, bright red from embarrassment and exertion. In a panic, I said, I'm not feeling very well. She came over and put her hand on my forehead. <laughs> oh, You're no. running a temperature. Perhaps we should keep oh, you off. Oh, God. He had the wank sweats. <laughs> Perhaps we should keep you off. She said, he says, as we ran a shop, my mum would come up and check on me every hour or two. So in order oh. to maintain the ruse, I spent the entire day in bed wanking almost constantly. <laughs> oh, my God. He says, Lewis adds, I managed eight or nine across the school, dear. I must have taken off a layer of skin by the end of it. Oh, no, it's too many. Even by adolescent standards. What a dear. Jesus Christ. Well done, Lewis. But, you know, he's making excuses there. He didn't have to keep wanking. She might come up and he'd be like, oh, I'm feeling a bit better. But I suppose then there's the risk he might have had to go to school. I mean, it's not like she's going to... Oh, what's the worst that can happen? She comes up the next hour, she feels his head, yeah. and he's no longer hot and sweaty mm. and red. And she goes, that's weird. Mm. She, most, I think her reaction would have been, you feel a lot better, and that she would have left it at that. Mm. He, what do you think she's going to say? Why aren't you sweating and red anymore? Yeah. Maybe you weren't ill. Maybe you had, in fact, been wanking. Is that what you were doing? Is it? <laughs> You were, weren't you? You were having a wank, and that's why right. you were so hot and sweaty. You could stay. Off- <laughs> All right, it's true. You could stay off for the rest of the day, but you'll be going back into school tomorrow. And the note that I have to send into your teacher <laughs> to tell them why you were off school will say that you were wanking. Are you happy now? 
And you have to stand up in front of the whole class and tell them exactly what you had done. <laughs> to be fair, I think oh. he did the right thing because what he should have done was tailed off the wanking levels across the day. If he'd, maybe he's done three in like the morning. Like when you're coming off medication. Yeah, exactly. You should always tail Eased off. Eased himself yeah. off. Done three in the morning, kept that temperature up, then maybe it's a couple over lunchtime and then one early afternoon. Um, I still would have been six. That's quite a lot. But yeah, thanks uh, for that th- one, Lewis. This... this- this uh, next note I have is entitled Sex Fail Slash Fingering. Whee! <laughs> there was a lot of talk last week. Our um, our uh, podcast setup that we have, mm. which is about to start unleashing a new, a whole new raft of podcasts. Podcast Andy, Empire, you could call it. it. Yeah, and so watch your space for that. And um, we were recording one of the new ones that me and, me and Andy aren't on, but we're. Uh, we're overseeing it and i can tell you it's a celebrity of the noughties reliving some of the good and bad times in his life and i was amazed andy i can't remember if i told you someday by the amount of fingering stories this celebrity was willing to share and when we were subsequently over whatsapp discussing what the title of his podcast should be uh, there were a few suggestions that were just called like the fingering podcast yeah. because it was it had surprised us. I I mean, there's a rich mix of subject matter in there. Yeah, and then then there was a talk about because people were saying fingering is very eighties. <laughs> Would you agree with that? I think it's it, they, it's fingerings forever, isn't it? Surely. And they were saying it. There needs to be a campaign to bring back fingering. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if we campaign. need that campaign. What isn't there a petition you can do online, and once you get past a certain number of signatures, like yeah. twenty thousand, it, it, it you can get it raised as a question in the House of Commons. Do you think we should do this? Why don't Why don't we try to abuse that system more? Mm. Why don't we get an MP to ask a question about fingering? Bringing back fingering. <laughs> the right honourable member for Sunderland East. Yeah, a lot of my constituents have been talking to me at the surgeries about there not being as much fingering as there was in the 80s, Lake, and want to know what the government are going to do about it because all these cuts have mean that they have to live without their benefits and without their fingering. <laughs> You'd ask that probably to the Minister for Health. Yeah, you, it's an NHS thing, health? that. There needs to be an NHS campaign, yeah. leaflets <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Go on, yeah. let's have that. Let's anyway. have that. Message. When I was about 15 or 16, I invited my then-girlfriend round to my house to watch a movie. This was before the days of Netflix and chill, but there was a mutual understanding that the movie was not the sole reason for her coming round. About 10 minutes into the film, things got tasty. We got as far as my hand going down her pants. I couldn't believe my luck. However, I had never done this before, and as soon as my fingers had assumed the position... Oh, God. For want of a better phrase, I froze and remained completely motionless fingers included we then proceeded to lie in complete silence and watch the remaining hour and a half of scary movie two with my still useless digits inside oh this is horrible looking back i don't know if she knew what i was supposed to be doing and was just too polite to say or if she also thought that this was what fingering entailed either way it still makes me want to rip my own fucking eyeballs out every time i think about it we parted away shortly after but yeah but I mean, that's... it must have been deeper than that. When our mates said, why did you split up? Oh, he was rubbish at fingering. That's why we need the campaign to bring it back. We need we need information, education, all that kind of thing. We shouldn't so... let kids 
be this grow up this ignorant. It should be part. Of, it should be on the on the on the curriculum, should it? It should be part it should of the be biology on the national lessons. curriculum. Yeah. Of course it should. But Michael Gobe did put pay to that yeah, because under Blair, it was very much on the curriculum. I think Michael Gove's never fingered anyone in his life. You can oh, tell no by way. looking at him, can't you? He's not fingered his uh, missus who writes a racist vitriol in the Daily <laughs> Mail. <laughs> oh, definitely hasn't. Maybe he should have done. Maybe you should have done. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe then they would have fucking both chilled out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wankers. <laughs> Which, let's face it, they could all fucking do with a bit of chilling out. Yeah, the Tory party right. needs a lot more <clears throat> fingering. I've got another one here, a wanky In- story, it says. Um, oh, yeah. Nick Webber. I, can I just say, I don't think we actually asked for wanking <laughs> just stories. just organically. <laughs> and loads of people have just said... I mean, what what's going on with the cunters? Like, I feel we've been quite imaginative and quite specific in our yeah. briefs, like accidental boobs, <clears throat> um, new one that you announced yesterday, getting on tables, yeah, um, um, ad- adoption lies. These are pretty niche and specific uh, call-outs for yeah. content. And people are listening and going, oh, it's great, that top flight time shit. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write and tell them about a wank I had once. <laughs> what the? We didn't ask for that. We, you can't choose anyway, your audience. Read it out anyway. You can't choose your no. audience. You get what you're given. Um, hopefully, the subscribers will be of a higher class of, of punter, and we'll I get some better so. letters from them. Um, Nick Weber, yeah. As a younger man, I was a keen bean popping nightclubber, and after a year or so of gurning nonsense, and after one especially heavy night, my body decided I needed a week long stay in St Thomas's Hospital in a cardio ward full of the dead and dying, where I was given a private room with a private bathroom. Luxury, or a rich man's hospital ward. Um, he says, after four or so days, I was feeling a bit more like my old self and headed into the private bathroom to celebrate with a long overdue hand shandy. Forgetting though that my <laughs> <laughs> forgetting though that my heart rate was still being monitored via a series of um, adhesive pads, oh, no. the emergency crash team started banging on and prying open the door to save me from a suspected <laughs> heart attack. After quickly organising my pant and dick situation, I had to face down a series. Great double act, pant and (laughs) dick. (laughs) I had to face down a series of probing medical questions and many, many suspicious glances. Oh, the wanking shame! Fucking hell! Suspicious glances. Hmm, I've got a, I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion <laughs> that that young man has been masturbating in the toilets. <laughs> I'm going to speak. Then what, what's his name? James Robinson Justice turns up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, it's the consultant. Well, what's all this about wanking on my wall? Oh, I shall have it. Dirt Bogart's there trying to cover up for you. I'm not entirely sure it was a, a wank, sir. Uh, I, I think he just maybe got a slightly carried away shaking his willy at, at the end of his uh, wee-wee. <laughs> it was a wank. I've got the data here to prove it. Put him back. Here are the readouts from the cardiograph. Put him back on the general ward with all the other cunts. <laughs> oh, I fucking love him. All right, that's all I've got. Right. Have you got any more? you got another one? Yeah, I've got one, one more. more. I'm an expat living in Omaha, Nebraska, and I wanted to pass on the best bullshit tale I heard since arriving here. Oh, American bullshit. <laughs> a new lad joined our office, and hearing I was English, he came up to me to talk about soccer ball. <laughs> According to this five foot six obese man, he was on Tottenham's books in the early noughties as a goalkeeper and regaled the office with a tale about how he was playing for the reserves against Liverpool at Anfield. In this game, Prince William was turning out for <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he won oh, them a penalty. American bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they had Prince William playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> and he won them a penalty. And before the future King of England stepped up to take the kick, a defender had a word in this lad's ear and said, if you save this kick, Prince William will look a fool and get angry and cancel your contract and visa. <laughs> sure enough, my new pal ignored this advice and saved the kick. On the coach home after the game, he was told that his contract had been cancelled. And even though the coach told him he was the best goalkeeper at the club, he had to be sent back to the US. <laughs> We had other buttes from this lad. He told us he was a grandmaster at chess and he also translated all Nintendo games into English from the original Japanese for the US market. <laughs> <laughs> High great, quality Great American stuff. bullshit. That's about it then for the roundup of, uh, of your mailbag stuff. Keep it all coming. Uh, tweet us at Top Flight. No, tweet us at TF Time Machine rather. Email us at topflighttimemachine at gmail.com. And we'll have another episode of like this soon, where we round it all up. Yeah, and 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 if you want more of where this came from, <laughs> then uh, subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Top Flight Time Machine. There'll be no Kevin Keegan episode this week, unless you're a subscriber, uh, because Back they get it a week in advance. So There you go. Uh, you know. But when you're at the pub, and some of your mates who are less tight than you mm. are all laughing and exchanging thoughts about... The new Keegan this week's one. Kevin Keegan episode, and you're left out still talking about last week's Kevin Keegan one, and they look at you like, oh, this is awkward. He's still on last week's. Clearly, he's not a member of the Iron Filing Society like us. Yeah. Who's going to look like the cunt? You or them? You well, may. I'll leave that question hanging. And you we'll, answer it. And we'll also add that as you get the uh, the new Keen Odyssey as part of the subscription thing, there will be two episodes in this week's launch week. Two get a load of that two fucking beauties get involved thanks a lot bye bye love you bye Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.